Good morning. Welcome to Unfolding the Word. We're in the midst of an extended study of 1 John. We're in the third chapter. Yesterday, we began to look at that portion of the third chapter that was contrasting Cain, the children of Cain, and the children of God. Verses 11 to 15. Let me read them to you, and we'll continue our examination. For this is the message that you have heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. We should not be like Cain, who was of the evil one and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his own deeds were evil and his brother's righteous. So don't be surprised, brothers, that the world hates you. We know that we have passed out of death into life because we love the brothers. Whoever does not love abides in death. Whoever hates his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. have been talking about this contrasting picture of the children of God and those who are not the children of God. And in addition to other issues that 1 John chapter 3 has been developing for us, yesterday in looking at these verses, we saw that God is giving us another contrast. He says, listen, those who are truly children of God, have that riches that are theirs eternally, because that's the case, will not act like Cain acted. You remember, we talked about it yesterday, that Genesis 4 gives us the picture of the episode with Cain and Abel coming before the Lord. It was the underlying issue of how does one find forgiveness for their sin? And make no mistake about it, the Bible says all of us have to do that. Because there is none righteous, no, not one. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That's a repeated message in the scripture. God doesn't want us to miss it. There are no righteous people who have no sin in their life that needs to be addressed. There was only one who was righteous in that manner, and that was the Lord Jesus Christ, who came and then who died on the cross to provide an atoning work to cover sin in our life and sin in everyone's life over time. And therefore, the gospel is all about how to appropriate the wonder and benefit of his work on the cross. Well, getting back, the issue that was before Cain was how are you going to deal with your sin? How are you going to find forgiveness before God because your sin will always separate you? Abel in Genesis 4, gave us the picture of one who came to God, God's way, to answer that dilemma of sin. It wasn't that Abel was perfect, he was a sinner too, but he came God's way and as a result found forgiveness and acceptance with God. But Cain came his own way. He said, I'm going to come in a way that seems right to me. I'm going to deal with God as I want to deal with God. I still, I believe, that that will solve my sin problem. And so in those two responses of Cain and Abel, we see the picture of all of humanity. People are either coming to God God's way, or they are coming to God in their own way. And the outcome for Cain is meant to be a lesson to us. Coming our own way is disastrous. In Jude chapter 1, verse 11, it says, Woe to them, they've walked in the way of Cain meaning they've tried to approach God in Cain's manner. And the outcome of that decision is disaster. It's the point that's developed for us in Proverbs chapter 14, verse 12, where it says, There is a way that seems right to men, but the end thereof is the way of death. (laughs) There is only one way, 
one way to God. And that is through the Lord Jesus Christ, who said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me, because he was the ultimate sacrifice for sin. At the time of Cain and Abel, there were temporary sacrifices for sin that pointed to the ultimate sacrifice of the Lord Jesus. Well, Cain, as we saw, rejected coming God's way, and there was an inevitable outcome in that he was separated from God. God did not accept him and did not accept the sacrifice that he brought. And in that story, in Genesis chapter 4, we see a number of issues and outcomes of that rejection that Cain found upon trying to come to God on his own terms instead of coming to God on God's terms. And let's look at those together. We'll look at several of them today. We'll finish looking at it tomorrow. The first thing that Genesis 4 makes plain to us is that Cain felt anger toward God for not accepting his terms. He felt anger toward God for the fact that what he wanted to do about his sin was not adequate to solve the sin problem. To put it in different terms, Cain was angry at God because he felt God had no right to dictate the way. That God, if he exists, should simply accept whatever we decide to do to solve our problems and sin. That God's obligated to accept us on our terms, not his terms. And that attitude, by the way, of Cain has permeated humanity ever since, generation after generation and after generation. And certainly our current generation is characterized by that. A concept that God says it's my way or no way is an anathema to the contemporary generations. Canaanites today are showing themselves to be Canaanites because they are following in this basic orientation that Cain represented of determining, I will deal with God on my terms, not his terms. And I will bring to God what I want to bring to God, not what he says I must bring before him in order to find acceptance. So, Canaanites want acceptance on their own terms. That is humanity. Secondly, Cain was rejecting and continued to reject the inner conviction about his sin. You know, forgiveness was still possible and acceptance was still possible for Cain. He wasn't dead yet. And God said, you will be accepted if you come the right way. So he still had a choice to do that. But he rejected that inner conviction about the necessity of doing it. And instead of responding with conviction, responded with anger, as we already saw it, were God. As long as he was alive, he had a chance to come to his senses. But there was a consequence of not coming to his senses. And by the way, once you're dead, you have no more opportunity to come to your senses. The, the die is cast. And if you've not found acceptance God's way, in this life, you will never have that acceptance, and you will be for eternity separated from God and cut off from all that God represents, all that is good and loving and right. Well, at any rate, Cain rejected the conviction, and all Canaanites are conviction rejectors. God, in love, has planted and put his word and law in our hearts. It convicts us, even as unbelievers, but people can steel themselves against it and they can reject what they know to be true 
and become callous toward God. Cain, in keeping with that, made the decision that I'm going to reject God's call to repentance. It was such an easy thing. He could easily have solved the problem and set in motion changes that would have affected a lot of other people if he simply said, you're right, Lord, and in humility, I was wrong. I, I don't know why I thought that I could come up with a better way than you've come up, than you gave us. I'm sorry. I, I humble myself before you. I admit my sin, and now I will come with the sacrifice. He rejected God's call of repentance. He rejected when God said, you will be accepted if you do well, if you come the way that I said. God offered a solution even to the rebel Cain. But Cain rejected the solution. And therein again, we understand something of humanity's problem. God made a warning to him, however. And he said, listen, if you don't come to me properly, sin, lawlessness, things that we've been looking at throughout the third chapter so far, it's waiting to control you and take you over. He says, if you do well, sin is if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door. Its desire is contrary to you, but you must rule over it. And sin, which God was warning Cain about, did exactly that and ended up controlling him. And as we'll see, that control of sin in his life led him to disastrous response to his brother Abel, who he then murdered. Well, join me tomorrow as we continue to look at that fourth outcome of rejecting God's way, and then look at some further lessons from the Cain and Abel episode. God bless.